You're listening to the Co-op Book Podcast. Pleasure to welcome Kim Locke to the Co-op Chat. Hello, Kim. Hello, Rob. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. Now, we're here to talk about your second novel, Like I Can Love. Is that correct? That is correct. Yes, it is my second. Okay. Well, your first one was an interesting one. Do you want to tell us a little bit about what that was about? Sure. Yeah, okay. Um, It was published by a small press here in Adelaide uh, um, in 2013. Uh, It's called Peace, Love and Khaki Socks. And it was a good... um, a good book to cut my teeth on, I suppose. It was about a um, young woman in Darwin who found herself unexpectedly pregnant and um, and her journey to find some peace with that, I suppose. Okay, well, we've got a lot of students listening out here, so hopefully there's not too many that are becoming unexpectedly pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, you never know. <laughs> now, but your latest novel, um, Like I Can Love, is a bit darker in its themes. Is that correct? Yeah much darker. This was a very different book altogether. Um, now, some, some of the themes that came through are the sensitive topic of uh, suicide and I suppose the fragility of love. Can you help me a yeah. bit more? What, what, what happens in the book? What it's, what's it about? Yeah, okay. Um, well, like you say, it is it is certainly got a few uh, dark themes and um, to be honest, I didn't expect that. Um, I sort of sat down to write. I had a small nugget of an idea, I guess, and uh, the story and all of its layers progressed quite organically. Um, so I suppose without going into too many spoilers, um, it begins um, on a hot summer's day in um, Coonawarra, which is in South Australia's uh, very famous red wine district. Um, and it begins uh, rather tragically when a, um, a, a young woman comes home from work and she receives a phone call that her best friend has just taken her own life. Um, and as the story goes on, we sort of switch back and forth through time. Um, it's a split narrative. So we have the present day, which is um, Fairly, that's her name, her search for answers as to why her friend did this. Um, and we have uh, the past where we, as the reader, learn the lead up to why Jenna died, you know, why she made that decision and, and how that came about. That's that's a brief description. <laughs> uh, absolutely, and I think enough to get uh, us all enticed. <laughs> but I, I want to. Did anything inspire you to write this novel? Anything that happened to you, or is it it just sort of came to you? Yeah, I, as I mentioned, it it it, pro, it did progress organically, and and to be honest, a lot of it surprised me. Um, as I was writing, I was um, I didn't expect probably that it was going to take so many dark turns. Um, however, it did. Uh, when I sat down to write, it was really just to kind of clear my head from my previous book. I, I wanted um, something fresh um, to start off with. And um, when I, a friend, somebody very dear to me, um, ended a relationship, um, and so that sort of triggered um, the idea for this story, I suppose you could say. And obviously now, uh, everyone listening, we are using the wonders of modern technology and you do live in the wine district in South Australia. I do. Uh, A a little bit different. I live in the Barossa Valley. (laughs) So so, not quite the same wine district. But, yeah, we have a few here. uh, It's quite famous for it from my understanding. Yes. 
Does the environment that you live in affect the way that you write? Ah, oh, it would have to, I suppose. It would have to. It's. Um, I'm very lucky, actually, to live in the Barossa. My uh, partner is in the Defence Force, so uh, we've moved all over Australia, Whereas, uh, but um, South Australia is home, um, so I'm very pleased to be here. We've been back here for a few years now and hopefully we'll stay here. So it's probably a little bit of luck that we ended up where I am now, um, but I certainly find that it's, it's a beautiful spot here where I am and it's, it's very peaceful. So I would have to say it does inspire my writing to a degree. Um, yeah. Now, now you mentioned uh, your latest book came to you from a more of an organic process. Hmm. Tell, tell me a bit about your writing process. How, are you systematic? How do you, how do you write? Okay. I'm definitely not systematic and I think that's just because I have two small kids. <laughs> so... Um, for me, writing is something that I really need to carve out time to do um, and that I just tend to do whenever I can. Um, some days um, I have to prioritise it and other days it, it sort of falls on the back burner. Um, in terms of how this novel came about, it was definitely written from the beginning to the end. Um, so I sort of don't sit down and, and, and write bits and pieces and put them together. I found this came very much from page one to, to the last page. That being said, it has been through um, a significant amount of drafts. Um, it's taken me about four years to write. Wow. And the draft that readers will pick up, I think, is about draft 15. So um, from the first draft to now, it's very different book, very different book. I think the characters have the same names and and, and that's probably about it. Um, so I, I'm probably a bit of a messy writer, you could say, in that I write and write and write and then I tend to go back and revise very, very heavily. Now, now when you get into your writing process, especially this book that, uh, as we've mentioned, has, you know, got some dark themes attached mm. to it, Mm. How do you react personally? Like, can you oh. leave, can you leave that dark space easily? Oh no, it is actually really tough. Um, you know, as readers will know from the blurb, the main character dies. She decides to take her own life, and having to, um, I suppose, kill her upwards of a dozen times, it it never got it never got easier, um, and it almost got more difficult as the drafts went on because I got to know her. Um, inside and out. So it, it was quite um, tricky. Leaving it behind is, is sort of, I suppose, um, you know, when I close my computer and, and go back to life, it's a matter of uh, taking a few breaths and um, sort of disentangling myself uh, from that. Because I suppose in order to write authentic characters, we, we have to feel what they feel. Um, so dragging some of that up for me was difficult. I have had some of my own experience with mental illness. I've had postnatal depression. So I was able to call on, I suppose, uh, some of my own stuff. And um, that wasn't always easy. But, um, you know, I, I think I hope that it injects some authenticity into the book. And I, I suppose having uh, two little kids forces yeah. you out of situations often. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's right. 
Now, you didn't get to go to university. Is didn't. No. Do, do you miss that opportunity? Or I was... do, I do. And I really hope that one day that I can. I have done some tertiary studies. I started um, a few years ago, um, started a, um, a Bachelor of Arts online with a look to do a major in psychology, uh, which has come in very handy for my writing, actually. Um, but straight out of high school, um, I was offered a job at a magazine and um, so rather than going to uni like all my friends did I went I went straight to work so that that's that's the, that's how that happened for me um, but it's certainly something that I haven't ruled out and um, would absolutely love to get into who, who are your big influences as a reader and a writer I suppose oh gosh Oh, that, probably easier to answer that question with who isn't uh, <laughs> <laughs> I read um, a lot I uh, have very, very broad taste, um, but perhaps at the moment um, people who are inspiring me are Australian women writers. I think we have a phenomenal amount of talent locally. Uh-huh. And um, so I find um, a, lot of, a lot of local writers and particularly a lot of debut writers are coming out at the moment who I've really enjoyed um, reading. Um, I tend to read a lot of historical fiction, actually, believe it or not. Um, I loved um, Shirley Barrett's Russo. That was a brilliant book. Um, Skin by Ilka Tamke, which I read recently. Oh, Alice Hoffman's The Dove Keepers. Geraldine Brooks, she's a wonderful writer. You know, there's just a, a lot. <laughs> I could it, does, it, it, <laughs> it, it does seem like Australia at the moment has got some really yeah. strong female writers really getting, you know, stories that need to be heard out there, actually. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I think it's um, a, re- a really broad and very rich range of talent. And I suppose prizes like the Stella Prize that it's um, dedicated to Australian women's writing is, is certainly lifting that into the community and it's becoming more of our focus. Now, um, I can imagine this as a movie. Have you ever thought about, you know, taking your books to screen? Oh, gosh. <laughs> that is a lovely thing to say. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, I, get, I, I, I would love to see some of my writing as a film. Um, in terms of whether I set out to, be- to think that when I wrote it. Um, no, it's, I wrote it as a novel, but... Um, Oh, I'd hope it would would make a nice film one day. <laughs> Absolutely. And, okay, so I, I think we've put a nice big hook for everyone to grab a copy from the co-op of Like I Can Love. I hope so. <laughs> or, or any of your previous titles, no doubt. Yes, perhaps. <laughs> um, what, what, what's next for you, Kim? Um, I'm working on a uh, second book that will be published by Pan Macmillan next year as part of the uh, two-book contract they offered me. Uh, This novel is called Just the Three of Us, and it's completely different again. Um, This is a story... I'm smiling as I'm telling you this because I absolutely adore this story. I've almost finished the first draft. Um, So I have a few more months to get that to my publisher. Um, And this is about... Um, three people who um, end up in a exclusive, living in an exclusive domestic triad. They fall in love, the three of them. So that, that's all I can tell you at this stage. But it's a, it's a really beautiful, really moving story. Or I hope it will be. <laughs> okay. Well, there's definitely a bit of titillation attraction to that. We'll see. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, the marketing rights itself. Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> Kim, I much appreciated you taking uh, time from your family to have Absolutely a chat to pleasure. us. 
Um, we, we, the, the, the thought of living in the Barossa Valley is very envious for a lot of us. So enjoy <laughs> and we look forward to following what happens with your career. Great. Thank you so much, Rob. Thanks for having me. 